Hey everybody, this is Dennis Poulet. You're listening to the podcast, and I think this is episode 004, maybe. Uh, took a little bit of a break from publishing audio podcasts and been really focusing on the YouTube channel, but wanted to publish this message from Sunday night. Uh, my buddy Daniel Piper, uh, missionary with YWAM, was at our church youth group and was sharing about prayer, and I thought, it would be a great thing for me to share with you all here. So if you're listening, hope you enjoy it. Obviously, if you're hearing this, you're listening. <laughs> all right, so have a great day. So does everybody know what a direct message is? Social media, direct message, text messaging, basically. Yeah. So... Um, so do you think prayers like that? Like, would you relate prayer to something like that? What would you relate prayer to? I know we said prayer is talking to God. You would say it's like direct messaging God? Okay. Are you just saying that because that's the theme of this, uh, of this message? <laughs> All right. How do you guys pray? Like, okay, like... Like, I need, some, I need some participation at this point. How do you guys pray? Like, what are specific things or specific ways, you know, whether it's something you do or something you say or a way that you act? Is there some certain way that for you, you're like, okay, when I pray, I do this? Okay. Okay. All right. Anyone else? You always put your right thumb over your left. It's not a prayer if your right thumb is not over your left. Your left thumb, okay. See? Yes. Prayer box, what's that? Okay, okay. That's good. That's good. All right, so there's a lot of different ways we can handle prayer. There's a lot of different ideas we may have to prayer. You know, we can, I feel like a lot of times, a lot of us, um, and whenever I say us tonight, I'm not meaning just youth. I'm not meaning just middle schoolers and high schoolers. I'm saying us as in the church, everyone, adults, all included, because us, sometimes when we pray, some of the ways that we pray is we put a filter on it. We're kind of afraid or ashamed to say certain things to God. You know, we don't want to be upfront and honest with Him. We feel like we have to, you know, just tell Him the good stuff or just say, like, good things to Him. We can't come to Him with frustration or anger, like anything that we're actually dealing with right now. We just have to say, oh, thank you, Jesus, for, for everything going on in my life. And that's good. We're supposed to do that, but, but there's a lot more to it than that. There's a lot more to it than that. Another thing is uh, um, we don't pray at all. That's how some people handle prayer. We just, don't ha we just don't pray at all, or it's an afterthought, you know. We're like, get to the end of our day, and we're like, oh, I haven't really talked to God today. So I better uh, ch check, check that box off my list so that I can be a good Christian today. And, and I feel like that's, that's just, like, when we get real, that's just how we are. We're like that in relationships with people, too. Like, like, you know, for me, you know, I forget to talk to my mom and my dad a lot. 
You know, I don't text them, I don't call them, but when Mother's Day comes around, do you think I'm not going to do something for my mother? You better be kidding me. I'm going to do something for my mother, and I'm going to make it seem like I've been thinking about it for weeks when it's only been like two days, okay? And that's just how it is, and we do that with people, we do that with family, and we do that with God. Um, so maybe in the past, when you've prayed, God has showed up and he's answered, answered your prayers in a big way. Does anyone here have any awesome testimonies where the Lord has answered prayer? You've prayed and you've seen results that the Lord has moved because of your prayers. Anyone? Anyone? Okay, we have a few hands. But just as much as that is true that God moves, I bet many of us have other stories where we feel like we have prayed and poured out our hearts to the Lord and we've seen nothing in return, and we've seen no results. We asked him for something, it didn't happen, and we feel disappointed, and we feel like maybe he's not really hearing us, or maybe he doesn't really care. Um, you know, we, we equate the response that we get to God not even hearing us, hearing us at all. Um, but maybe it's actually that we didn't wait for a response. Maybe it's that we actually didn't pause long enough after saying something to the Lord because we forget, you know, Dennis was kind of alluding to it when someone said praying is talking to God. Like, yes, it's talking to God, but it's also getting a response from God, right? Like, I don't just talk to Bridger and talk at him. Like, I pause, hopefully, I pause and I get a response from Bridger. You know, and we do that with one another, and we do that with people. We do that when we direct message. You know, whenever you send a message, you have to wait on a response. Um, and far too often, we don't do that with the Lord. Um, prayer cannot be our last option. And a lot of times that that's what it comes down to is, we get in a bind, we get in a tough situation, and we think, oh, I haven't prayed about this. I've tried everything else, but I haven't prayed, so now I'm going to pray. And maybe the Lord will hear me. Maybe he will answer. But it can't be just the last option, guys. It's, it's got to be first option. It's got to be continual in our lives. Talking to the Lord like he's really there, not just that he's up there, because he's here too. He's inside of us. He's placed his Holy Spirit inside of us. And he desires relationship. Also, we can't treat prayer like it's a magical solution, like Jesus is, is just a genie. He's, he's not a genie. Okay, you guys, you guys get what I'm saying? What's a genie? Does anybody know what a genie is? Yeah, Grant wishes, you know, rub the little, the little lamp like on Aladdin. I don't know if anybody's seen Aladdin. I remember growing up watching Aladdin. And I'm excited because they're remaking it finally. And uh, um, you, rub, you rub the magical lamp, poof, out comes this magical dude, and he's like, ah, three wishes. Well, it's just a dude in the movies. It could be a girl. I guess it could be a dudette, gal, whatever. But the point is Jesus is not a genie. Jesus is not a genie, and we can't look at him that way. And... All of us, we tend to do that in our lives. 
we get into a rut of where we only go to God when we need something. And, and I hope you guys get my heart whenever I'm saying all these things. Because I'm not saying this like condemning, like, oh, you guys need to pray better. You guys need to do all these things better. You need to have a relationship with the Lord. Like we, like me, like I am challenged by this as well. All of us in here, we are challenged because the Lord is calling us to deeper relationship with Him. He's calling us to a place of depth and not just surface level Christianity. And so, as we look at Scripture in just a minute, you know, when we look at Jesus' life, Jesus had a brother, and his name was James. But James didn't follow Jesus while Jesus was on the earth. He wasn't a follower. And, you know, James, James was close to Jesus. He grew up with Jesus. He was Jesus' brother. But he didn't believe that Jesus was the Son of God in the beginning. It wasn't until Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection that James finally had his eyes opened to the fact that Jesus was the Son of God. Now, I mean, think about you guys for a second. You know, some of you have brothers, sisters, and siblings. What would you have to do to prove that you are the son or daughter of God to your brother or sister? Like, they grew up with you. They know your junk. What do you have to do to prove to them? Is there anything that you can do to prove to them? Like, I imagine that has to be a tough situation. James, finally, after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, he believes, and the awesome thing is, is that James wrote this really great letter, and it's a book of the Bible, and wouldn't you imagine it's called James? And so, that makes a lot of sense, right? James wrote it, and so it's called James. So we're going to look at this verse, and this is our main verse for tonight. James 4, 8. We're going to read the first half of it. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. And James is challenging the early church. And he's saying, if you will draw near to God, he will draw near to you. He's challenging the, the concept of prayer. You know, because even for the people of that day, you know, prayer was just a ritualistic thing. It was going and offering sacrifices to the Lord, doing certain, th certain things to remain ceremonial clean and to be righteous or holy, to look good, to be good. But James was saying, but what, a, what if we look at it like this? What if we look at it and say, if we will draw near to the Lord, He will actually draw near to us. That He actually wants to be near to us. That He actually wants relationship with us. And He's not just wanting us to, to come drop a bunch of stuff on His table and on His plate and say, here, here God, handle this. But He's actually wanting us to relate to him. And so,
because then I'm just shouting at the Lord and I'm not even waiting for a response. I'm not quieting myself and calming myself down and and waiting for what the Lord might say in return. Maybe the thing that I'm praying about isn't even the biggest issue. Maybe there's a heart issue. Maybe there's something else. Maybe, maybe things aren't lining up in my life because I'm not surrendering things to the Lord, because I'm not seeking Him. And maybe the Lord wants to use this moment to draw me closer to Him. Because, I mean, let's face it, God didn't create us just to follow us around all day and to pick up our mess and to clean up after us. He created us for relationship. He created us because He didn't want to be the only being in the world or in the, in the, in the universe. He didn't want to... He had the angels, but they were created to serve Him, and He wanted a people who would choose to serve Him, who would choose to have a relationship with Him. So as much as you today or I today, we could look at Jesus and we could say, you know, I want Jesus to choose me, and He already has. He did 2,000 years ago when He came and He died on the cross. Jesus is looking at us equally today, and He's saying, I want you to choose me. So as opposed to the megaphone approach, there's the cell phone approach. Like direct messaging, text messaging. And you send a message and you, you patiently wait for a response, or maybe not so patiently. Maybe you're like, I wish they would hurry up and respond because I really need an answer right now. You guys ever do that? You send a text and you're just sitting there and you're just waiting? I mean, we could just call people and talk to them, but we choose to text. I mean, I do it too. I can't tell you the last time I called somebody, but I text and I wait for a response. And I wait and I wait, and I'm like, is my wife going to text me back yet? Is my mom going to text me back yet? Is my best friend that I'm supposed to go hang out with soon, like, I'm texting so that I don't get there before they get there and then have to wait there on them, so I'm waiting right now for them to respond. But do we do that with God? Because I know me, a lot of times I'm like, Jesus, yada, 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 yada. And then I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm going to go. Like, you can respond to me later. Like, I'm not going to sit here and wait on you to respond to me. And is that the right approach? Is that the way we should be with our King and our Savior, the creator of the universe, our friend, we aren't careful, we'll make prayer more about what we can get from God than about actually connecting and having a relationship with Him. James isn't the only guy in the Bible to talk about prayer. David talks about prayer too. So we can look at Psalm 145.18, which says, The Lord is near to all who call on Him. To all who call on him in truth. 
And I think that part, truth, right there at the end is very critical to point out that, that Jesus knows the intentions of our hearts. And when we are really desperately calling out to him, and it's sincere, then he hears us and he answers because he is motivated to move on our behalf. Why else did Jesus come in the first place if he wasn't motivated to move on our behalf? If he wasn't motivated to to take a step into our lives? Like he wants to be there right next to you. He is right there right next to you, but he wants you to realize that he is right there next to you. Both James and David in these verses express confidence in God being close to us and connecting to us when we pray. They're confident. They're confident that if they take a step towards Jesus, if they take a step towards God, that he will take a step closer to them in return. And so that that comes down to our, our main point. Our bottom line tonight is that prayer is about connecting, not just getting. Jesus wants connection with us. And we should desire connection with him. Because it's really rather boring and, and, and silly to think that all we're meant to do through life is to just shout out demands to God or cry out in just pure desperation even when we really are desperate. But there's got to be more to it. There's got to be more to it. He wants heartfelt relationship. And that's what prayer should be about. It should be about talking to him and then expecting a response. Not a response in the sense that I I laid out a demand or a need to the Lord and then I expect him to give it to me or meet that need, but that I can just say, hey God, what's what's going on today? What's, What's today look like? And I can actually wait for a response. You know, for me, in my own life, Whenever I was about 11 or 12 years old, um, I was really active in my church and really active in my youth group and um, didn't really have a lot of friends outside of that, but I loved to play basketball. And so I'd get together with a bunch of guys much older than me in my neighborhood and they would just school me in basketball because they're all a foot taller than me and two, three grades up for me, and, and they would come to my house and play on my basketball court just because I had a basketball court. They didn't care. Like, they weren't really my friends. They just wanted to play on my basketball court. And so then any time that I wasn't able to play with them, I would just be out there playing by myself and just trying to get better, preferably shooting three points because I can't drive on those guys. I can't make it in to the rim. And... So I'm just sitting there, and many, many days I'd be practicing, and I found out really early in my life that I could talk to the Lord while I did that. That I could just sit there, and I could just pour out my heart to Him, and I could have conversations with Him. And, uh, you know, my parents didn't have the greatest relationship, and so I had a lot to talk to the Lord about, and 
uh, other family members in my life failed me and didn't have a very close relationship with me, and so I had a lot to talk to the Lord about. And when I was 10, the closest man to me in my life, my grandfather, he passed away, and so I had a lot to talk to the Lord about. And I would do that all out there on the basketball court. And I would act as if he was really there, because he was. And that is where my relationship with the Lord really started. I grew up in church before that, going with my grandparents. And eventually with my parents, whenever they got their lives turned around. Um, But a lot of my relationship with the Lord was built out there on the basketball court. Just spending time with him and talking to him. And shouting out him and crying and being angry. And, um, you know, and that's real. And it doesn't have to look some certain way to you guys. It doesn't have to fit some certain mold. Prayer is simply just that, conversating with the Lord. Not just talking to Him, but having conversation, meaning that He responds. And if you test Him, if you put Him to the test, He will respond. If you really talk to Him, And lay out your heart to him. As silly as this sounds, he will respond. Because he wants to talk to you. Reading the Bible is amazing. And there's so much truth in the Bible. We know who God is. We know his character because of his word. Hearing someone preach is awesome. Singing songs of worship is awesome, but nothing replaces a personal interaction with the Lord. Nothing replaces going to the Lord and just spending time with Him. And the funny thing is is that the Lord wants to do all the things that you already do, but He wants to do them with you. You don't have to go find something new to go do with the Lord. It doesn't have to look like a church thing. Whatever sport it is, or whatever activity it is, or whatever you like to do, he just wants to be included in that. And he wants to be there with you. So, if you stop praying, I want to ask you, please give it another shot. If you've given up on prayer, don't give up. Please, start again. And maybe, maybe you've been praying for a while, add listening to part of your prayers. Because we all need to listen to the Lord. There's not a single one of us that is exempt from that. And powerful things happen whenever we actually take time to stop and listen. A lot of times my prayers are just my ranting and my going on and just word after word after word, just spilling out my heart to the Lord. And, and it's good because He's getting my heart. But if I don't pause and listen then that's probably why I'm not ever listening and hearing. That's why I'm not ever hearing. It's because I'm not listening. So here's some great ways to start your prayer pattern. You can write out your prayers. Read them out loud to the Lord. I keep a journal, and, and my journal 
I didn't set out in the beginning to make it look like prayers or talking to the Lord, but that's kind of what it is. I just kind of spill out my thoughts to the Lord, and I tell Him what I think of Him, and I tell Him what I think of my life, and I tell Him what I think of people in my life, and then, and then I just have a relationship with Him through that. And sometimes I'll write down what He says to me, and um, another, another thing for your prayer pattern is be intentional about taking a literal break from talking. It's awkward at any point to sit in silence. But we need that with Jesus. We need those silent moments where we can just listen to him. So, as we head to small group tonight, I want you to think about this question. What do you need to do to begin treating prayer more like a cell phone instead of a megaphone? What things do you need to rearrange in, in your patterns and in the way you pray to start treating it like a relationship where you're sending a message to the Lord and you're waiting on a response rather than just shouting out what you need and what you want from Him? So think about that question and let's talk about that in our small groups tonight. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to pray real quick, and then we can be dismissed to our, our small groups. Lord, I just thank you so much for tonight. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your desire to speak to us and that you desire a relationship with us. And I ask that tonight in our small groups that we would uh, be challenged to pursue you in new ways and to listen to you and to wait for you to respond to us. And Lord, I I ask that you would respond to us tonight, that you would uh, surprise us, each and every single one of us, in the way that you intimately respond to each one of us in a way that really stands out and means something to each one of us. Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for your son, Jesus. And we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So, Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. This is uh, basically going to be another um, summary of a sermon that I preached last Sunday at our church about how to use your gifts and your talents for uh, kingdom purposes and I'm really excited about this audio. I'm really excited about this message. I believe that it can change your life. It can change the way that you are thinking about what God has done in your life and the way that he has shaped you and formed you and uh, given you different gifts and talents in order to use them for his kingdom. So I sure hope that you listen to this and I hope you get something out of it. If you do, let me know. You can let me know on Twitter at drpoulet is that's my handle on Twitter. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this podcast. Thanks so much. Enjoy.